Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Connoisseur. I am Matt. As always, I'm joined by Jamie. Jamie, how are you this evening? I am doing well. All right. All right. Now, I mean, I I got to say, I am definitely excited about tonight's film. Um, I think we, we definitely uh, picked a winner. And I know we this is one that you had seen before, so you kind of knew going in. I don't know if it's fair uh, to, you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I don't know if we we'll say it like we're we're yes by everyone. Like stacking we, the deck where I yes. threw in a ringer. Yeah, yeah right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, you you threw in the uh, the the thirty. Right, I'll admit it. I threw in a ringer because I'm tired of the shit. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I want to watch something that I know I'm going to enjoy. And um, incidentally, after we chose this movie to do. Uh, my other show, Devour, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to Bo about Devour, and he's like, what do you want to do for instant cue selection? And I'm like, Zombievers is on Netflix right now. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, score. So, <laughs> so everybody's ready to do it. I have to watch one movie, and, uh, uh, but it, and it's one that I already know that mm-hmm. I liked. So, yeah, I'm totally stacking the deck in my favor this week. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I You know, there's definitely nothing. I mean, I mean, I think it's the only – way that I would say that there's maybe something wrong is just that uh it, it's um it it's uh how do I want to explain it it's um yeah when we think of like last week for instance the prince that was kind of a lucky find like we weren't expecting right. that but um I, I I think there's no rule that says we can't stack the deck and I think a movie like this we were talking about with wolf cop how um and, and not just with wolf cop what were we talking about with Brian there was a movie that we were talking about kind of just the bad horror movies out there and how we want to try to find a way to you know get the word out there about these good ones so that Hollywood will stop making paranormal activity part 32 you know 33 and a third or whatever and and start making more movies that we enjoy um and so I think you know there's nothing wrong with stacking the deck in this case because it's like we're fighting the good fight when we do that I agree and this may be you know this is one of those movies that I I and people like me are drawn to because of the title, like this and right. Wolf Cop. But some people might avoid it because of the title. Mm-hmm. You know, they might think, ah, oh, this just sounds stupid. And, right. And to be honest, I think this film is a lot smarter than it leads you to believe by the title. I think it makes some really interesting, smart character choices mm-hmm. and, and script choices. Yeah. And, uh, but... It also leads you to believe that it's going to be fun based on right. the title, and you get that too. So, I am happy to champion a film like this because I want people to know. Yeah, don't avoid it because it's called Zombievers. Don't avoid it. <laughs> right. Give it a shot because it's super fun. I've now watched it twice, and I enjoyed it just as much the second time as I did the first time. So it has rewatchability too. Yeah. And my favorite thing. Those animatronic beavers are adorable <laughs> as all great. hell. They, they are, are so cute. I mean, yes. Rang, 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 and yes, and they're actually animatronic, which yes. is, I mean, the beginning, the first time we see the beavers on the beaver dam when the toxic 
sludge gets tossed into the to the river the first time we see them it actually reminds me of a ride at disney or something because you the way that they're moving <laughs> yes the way it's, it, yeah. it, it looks like you're going down a ride at a theme park and you've got these animatronic beavers there that's exactly what it looks like and mm-hmm. i think that's great i yeah. i love it and they're like yeah we got some zombie beavers and yeah they're animatronic and i'm like good for you for using practical effects good for you for making them so adorable mm-hmm. and yet so deadly all at the same time yeah well, you know that's what one thing about this um you know like you said they they used animatronic zombies um the the other thing that i really liked about this so you know it was that attention to detail right we had you know they could have just as easily thrown a whole bunch of cgi zombies at, or um zombievers at us and and it wouldn't have had anywhere near the effect that these had um and also, I, I thought that they, they made a really great decision to essentially play this movie straight. Um, you know, I, I there were a couple aspects of them playing it straight that I had trouble with. Um, I thought it was really rough when she when the guy throws the, the girl, uh, when they're stuck on the wharf and the dog gets thrown in the water as bait so they oh, can escape. Yeah. I thought that was a little rough. But um, overall, I thought they rough, were... Rough. Exactly. Hey, I didn't even think of that. Did yeah. you hear the dog? He thought it was rough too. He thought it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> like in Alaska, right, where the traffic is really rough with the sledge. <laughs> but um, but you know, I mean, that was that was that was that was rough, as we say to do. That was that was a little bit hard to deal with, you know, because I I I don't think of a dog as as bait, right? I think of a dog no, as no. a part of the family, right? It'd be like it's, throwing one of the people in the water. Well, as a matter of fact, when that happened, I was like that guy i mm-hmm. want him to die in a really horrible way and yes. as it turns out he does and so um i mean a really nasty right way and i'm like all right i'm okay with that because he totally deserves that yes. um i'm just i was pissed right and then they were so stupid about it because they you know that threw the dog in and then they just stood there and watched the right. dog yes. and i'm like well if you're gonna use the damn thing as bait then at least Go. At least use it as the opportunity to go, but yes. now this poor dog has died in vain because mm-hmm. you just stood there. Yeah. So I was, I was really mad at him for that. Yeah, yeah. I, that that for me was tough, but I I thought overall, like it it was such a fascinating way to approach this movie because you're right. When you see the title Zombievers, you know it it could turn people off because you could see it as just being a complete silly fest that um that doesn't really play on things well. But it they they really. The, the fact that they played it straight, that th- these people are, um, you know, that, that it's it's not just a complete, like, Leslie Nielsen joke fest uh, the whole time. But it is like, it's as if it's a real zombie movie, only with beavers as the zombies. And so everything that happened in the movie that's ridiculous, um, from, you know, that, that plot twist at the end when people turn into zombies, uh, to er- earlier in the film when the zombies are first, the, the zombievers are first attacking and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then there's even, like, serious touches like the love triangle, where um, the girl that we think is going to be our main character, who really isn't, um, she finds out her boyfriend was cheating on her with another girl, and it's a very serious scene, especially when the other boyfriend finds out. You know, it's not a fun thing that happens. You know, so we get all these these serious moments, but at the same time, we're dealing with animatronic zombie beavers that are attacking people. And so I thought that was just a really great way to do this film. I agree. I think that, <laughs> I mean, okay, you take this concept of people turning into zombie <laughs> beavers right. like they, they don't just when they get bitten they don't just turn into zombies they turn into beavers right. like, yes. like or, or they rather they get beaver like they grow beaver tails and yes. they get beaver teeth and yeah. the first time we see that with the blonde girl on the you know when she goes crawling in on the bed of her friend and mm-hmm. her friend's like look i love you but you know not in that way right. yes <laughs> and then suddenly she's like sprouting these teeth and then you see this big giant beaver tail i'm thinking this must be a dream, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Like I she lay down and, and went to sleep, and she was having a dream, and then she kicks her off of her, and they get into this fight, and she tries to escape, and I realize, oh, shit, this isn't a dream. This is real. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying, but in, in such a good way because yes. it is a completely serious scene. Like, there's exactly. nothing funny about <laughs> yes. this except the fact that she has this big, giant beaver tail and these big beaver teeth, but they are taking it completely seriously. Yes. And then you get the scene where she's like, pounding her tail against the floor and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they were just playing this all with a straight face 
I'm like, I think that was a really smart decision. I, you know, rather than making it, you know, slapsticky and goofy, mm-hmm. which they could easily have done. I love the fact that they attempted to go for scary here. And I think there really is at least one moment that is legitimately scary in this film. And that's when we're in the neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and the girl runs upstairs and hides in the bedroom. And then there's the dead woman that had been on the bed and just behind, you get this shot of the girl looking at her phone or like using her phone as a flashlight to look around the room and behind her, like not even really in focus, just behind her, the woman just sits straight up on the bed. Mm-hmm. That freaked me out. <laughs> and I'm like, good on them. Because they really went for or attempted to go for the scares in this one. And I really think that one especially worked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I thought when they were on the wharf and, or they were floating out there in the middle and the, and the zombies were surrounding them and they were kind of popping up through. I mean, you know, I, I mean, even even the whack-a-mole thing, you know. Yes, in the, mean, in the inside the cabin. Yes. The floorboards. Yeah. I even said that. I was like, whack-a-mole. Yes. It, it was it, it had a tinge of scariness to it because it was being done. You know, you know, it's not like like you think of like Sharknado. Um you know, films like that where there really is no fear factor involved because both the kills and 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 the 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 killing of the sharks themselves, uh, they're completely just uh, obnoxious. They're completely over the top. Uh, also, the sharks are CGI, so uh, you know. I mean, you can only do so much with sharks, anyways. You probably have to make them CGI. But you know, so much of Sharknado, it's just played for the whole like tongue in cheek vibe. Where this, you know, it had the tongue in cheek element. This movie, of course, had that. But um, okay, Brian, we won't make you think of Sharknado. No more Sharknado mentions anymore, Brian. So <laughs> <laughs> Sharknado, Sharknado. Yes. Just kidding, love you. Right. Um. But um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but you know, it's this movie. You you feel like this movie should be Sharknado when you see or something like that, right? When you see that title, um, and and I kind of think back to Wolf Cop because you know that's kind of where this conversation, you know, we had this conversation last week or, or not last week, but uh, however many weeks ago when we had we had Brian on with us, um, we we had this conversation about, um you know, horror films and how, like, you know, Wolf Cop was one of those ones that was really intelligently written. Um, it, it had this silly title of a Wolf Cop, and you think it's going to be a goof fest, but yet it, it's so well written and so well done that, um, and, and again, and that was just like Zombie Beavers, they used practical effects, which I think also added to the um, the, the the quality of, of what oh, we were seeing. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. It gives you something tangible. Yes. Yeah, and and like you said here with these beavers, these animatronic beavers, it was just it, it really was. It was like a I was trying to think of what it was myself, but you're right. It was like a Disney ride, you know, seeing them maybe <laughs> popping their little heads up and squeaking at you as you go through the ride and they're like making their little beaver dams and whatnot. Yeah, it was adorable. Like the first time um and we see one in the cabin when the girl's in the bathroom and and she turns around and draws back the shower curtain and there's that zombie beaver in the bathtub and he's like Rawr! Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they're deadly, but they're so damn adorable. I yes. can't help it. Just, I want to squeeze one. And then there's a scene where someone tries to, to they're going to go run out the door, but they open the door and there's a zombie ever sitting there at the door. And he's like, yes, yes, you know? yes, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, you're so cute. I but know. at the same time, it's, I cannot imagine this movie doing anything other than what it did and i wouldn't want it to Mm -mm. i think everything it did was perfect i mean you even got boobs i mean a long time of boobs like one girl but she was topless for a really long time (laughs) so you know you've got people would you know people who hanker for boobs in their horror you got that Mm -hmm. um which incidentally she is a character zoe Mm -hmm. That initially, I don't like her. Right, of course. I I am just like, God, Zoe's on my nerves. Like, she's got that accent, and Mm -hmm. and it's just, I can't tell if it's, like, if it's just a really bad accent or if, and I'm not even sure why she has that accent because Mm -hmm. they live in Indiana. Right. And I wasn't aware that people in Indiana. South Indiana. I believe South Indiana is very, it's like that. You know, like that Kentucky area that's like near okay. South, um, right. South South Cincinnati. So it does. Or I mean, uh, South Ohio. So yeah, it, it does have a little bit in the southern part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I didn't like her. I just right. didn't like her. Everything that came over, I'm like, God, she's a bitch. I can't stand her. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. ugh. And then, but then by the time we get to the end of the film, I really like that character. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 
what they did there was, and I assume it was intentional. I'm giving them credit for, for I'm giving them the credit for making it intentional. Mm-hmm. That she had this character arc that you just you, you you don't really care for her in the beginning, but then by the time you get around to the end, you know I was totally on her side, mm-hmm. and I I just really liked her. So I think that's important if you if you want, and we've talked about this before. If you expect me to pull for your characters then you know by the end by the time we get to the end of the movie if you expect right. me to care about them in pe- being in peril then you have to make me care about them right and even though i didn't start out liking her that it was such a gradual change by the time we got to the end i forgot that i didn't like her in the mm-hmm. beginning i'm like i just like her so much that by yeah. the time we got to the end i couldn't even remember that i didn't like her yes yes so i i like that i think that was you know, job well done. Yeah. Well, and, and remember, I, I mean, I keep pulling back Wolf Cop, and maybe I shouldn't be comparing these two because they are separate films, but, you know, remember Wolf Cop did the same thing with the, the Wolf Cop's uh, partner. Oh, or, the or, deputy. The yeah, deputy. The, yeah, she, exactly. We yeah. didn't like her in the beginning, but then by the time we got to the end, you know, I mean, they did some really smart things as far as characters there, too, that sort of threw you for a loop. You know, people ended up being something other than what you expected them to be. Right. Her being one of them. Like, we got the impression in the beginning of that film she was going to be this, like, persnickety, bitchy little, (laughs) you know, oh, my God, shut up. Mm -hmm. Um, But then by the time we got to the end, I'm in love with that character. So, yeah, yeah, I think that these, they seem to be really carefully crafted. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same way about the guy, I forget his name, the one who lost his foot. Yes. Um, yes. The, the guy with the hat. Like, yeah. he seemed really, actually, it was Zoe's boyfriend. Right. So, um, you know, that whole, them as a couple, I was just like, oh, my God, at first. But then by the time we get to, you know, the end of him, I really like him, too. I'm just, yeah. I, I think he's a likable, fun guy. Mm-hmm. And when at first, he just seems kind of obnoxious. So you, you warm up to them, mm-hmm. I guess, is... Is what I'm saying. You just like you just you spend time with these characters, and this is not a long movie. Yes. You know, but so they managed to pull all of this off in, in a, a fairly short running time. I mean, in comparison, I don't know what the actual runtime was, but I know it's not all that long. It's a li- It's like uh, 77 minutes, something in that yeah. range. Okay. Yeah. So I knew it was. It's pretty short. I mean, that goes way under your limit. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in just a short amount of time, they have managed to get me to warm up to the characters that I need to warm up to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm already in love with the beavers. And, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I just, we have the whole cell phones don't work. But, hey, you're out in the middle of, yes. a, you're out in the middle of nowhere in a cabin. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, <laughs> like there is a landline. So we're established there is a landline. We're not saying, hey, we're just chopping these people off. Yes. From any time type of communication it just so happens that the <laughs> that the beavers chew through the phone lines, oh i love which that cracks me up it's it, hilarious it cracks you up but it's also sinister it's scary it is you know it's, you can picture them going <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean i mean the whole thing it's it's silly but it's sinister you know the fact that the the um the beavers blocked off the road so they couldn't escape um, mm-hmm. Again, silly, right? Because it's beavers. That's what beavers do. They, they they knock down trees by chewing on them. But yet sinister. I mean, it's scary when you're trying to get away from these beavers and they're blocking things. You know, I mean, it, it, it and again, it's all played straight. You know, these people are not, you know, they're, they're not overdoing it when they see the roads block. They're playing it the way someone, if it was Jason or, you know, something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if it was a, a real threat, if it was a real serial killer out there, you know, stalking them, they played it the same way as if it was the same idea. Um, and and so I thought that all worked so well that it was the silly things in the film, like the beavers chewing the, through the wires, the beavers blocking the road. You know, th- these were not regular zombies, right? We think of zombies as just being mindless killers, and these were were, were <laughs> these were like killing machines that hit yeah, things. Yeah, they had a plan. And- yes. Well, even the first one that we see that starts out in the bathtub, then the girl leaves the bathroom and brings everyone back with her to show her this creature, and suddenly it comes out of the cabinet. I'm like, when did the zombie get in the cupboard? I mean, like, it just sort of went in there and hid. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that is one 
clever. And that's the first time we see them actually doing anything sentient like that. Right. So it's like, oh, that's weird. But then later on with the phone lines and the trees and all that, you get the idea that they're not stupid. They yes. they are they know what they're doing. And I think in reality, beavers are pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of it sort of goes along with that. You know, it's like these are intelligent creatures. They do I mean, they do build these really elaborate dams and mm-hmm. and then they have their little beaver lodges and so they 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 do things and they think about things and they plan things. So yeah. it really isn't outside the realm of believability apart from the whole zombie part. But, you know, then you have that little bit of fantastical thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so I don't really have a problem with no. that because, uh, like, that's something that beavers do. Anyway, they think things out, they plan things, you know, they, they, you have to have some kind of thought processes going on in order to create the things that they create. So now they're using them for evil and yes. <laughs> it's just, it's great. Yes. Uh, we've got, oh, and I, do not want to let this go without bringing up the amazing Zombear. Yes. Zombeaver bear. Zombear beaver. I don't know what. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like the first, and then the girl's reaction. Just like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, like a bear would be bad enough, but now it's like a zombeaver bear. <laughs> yes. I just think that's awesome yeah i i mean again for me i mean other than the dog thing which i i think the dog thing is more of a personal thing than it is a, um you know uh maybe necessarily a, a demerit on the film but it seems like every decision this movie made about where to go next uh was the correct decision it seemed like they you know it was everything they did worked and like you said that zombie bear beaver um however we want to call it <laughs> was great that was a fantastic addition you know we see the bear initially um kind of loafing around and um and and then you know you, you don't really think anything of it at least i didn't think that the, the bear was coming back at all no no yeah. and and so to, to throw that in there it was yeah I, it, this movie really did it it really it really nailed it on on every level i think and and um it it, it is it's nice i, I think you know if, if we're gonna cheat if we're gonna stack the deck or bring in a ringer um i mean this this film right here, this is the, the, the 32-year-old guy who played minor league baseball that you bring into your beer softball league and hits five home runs. You know, this is this is it. This is If you're going to get a ringer, get this guy in here and, and let him do his thing and take your team to the beer league championship you know, in your town. Because, uh, and if he can hit five home runs, why did he never get past minor league? Well, because it's it's not soft pitch when it's you know, <laughs> oh okay all right. I think uh, one of the rules in beer league softball is that after so many home runs, uh, home runs become outs because <laughs> they're just like I think I, I yeah I remember seeing that somewhere that that yeah so that's that's what happens unfortunately with beer league but um hey you know when it comes to ringers you know this is this is definitely um yeah I know there was a former uh, major league player who played in his friend's beer league after he retired uh Eric Burns I think his name is uh, they, they showed footage of him playing in the beer league and he was just crushing it I mean he he is zombievers he is he's he's beavers <laughs> for our show that's Eric Burns right there you know I mean it was it was fantastic now now one of the things I didn't know I don't know if you knew this that um the in the car and the, the 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 truck we have two truck drivers uh one was um was it Bill Burr is that the comedian's name the redhead um uh-huh. yeah who's done a lot of things but I didn't know that the guy with it was John Mayer the singer are you serious? Yes, with the mustache and everything. That's I John Mayer. Know, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, so he's there with Bill Burr. And, yeah, and, I mean, that, that scene is great. The, the, the outtakes with the two of them were great, too. So I, I had a feel. I was like, he's got to be a comedian because Bill Burr is a comedian. And their back and forth was so hilarious that I figured it was just a comedian that, that we didn't know. Um, because You see that, dear? I see it. Yeah. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> And then later on, you see that girl in the street? I see her. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Yes. Oh, my God. Then what was it? Uh, yeah, I mean, what was the thing, the conversation about taking a dump? And my friend won't let me take a shit in his house anymore. Oh, yeah. I hate that. You know, you it's know. Not like you sh- it's like they act like you shit on their table. Well, it's a, it did. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, and see, even this is how we start off the film with these two characters. Mm-hmm. And immediately... You could go, oh hell, but it's, yeah. they're actually funny. I mean, right. they're not—they're not the kind of slapsticky funny that gets 
annoying, at least not to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought they were genuinely, they, their back and forth was humorous. Mm-hmm. And so these aren't characters that, like, it's not like Dumb and Dumber, you know, or something like that where it gets old after a while. I think these characters were funny. And so then when they came back at the end, I thought that was great, too, mm-hmm. a great way to tie it tie it back I love the ending of this film by mm-hmm. the way the, the very end of this film um, I thought that was a great way to tie it all together at the end and then you get to see him in the outtakes which is really funny and the other thing in the outtake I thought was great was when the dog is swimming around the animatronic beavers and they're like yes. he's supposed to be afraid of them but the dog <laughs> yes. like they're trying to shoot the scene where their dog is getting killed but the dog is just swimming around right. like oh nothing. my god you can you imagine you can see that you can see that happening I mean they are they look adorable in the water I, it's so great to see them you know that you're uh it's it's hard not to you know it's hard not yeah, the to dog is so cute just swimming he's just like hey, hey you know he's just having a good time he's mm-hmm. swimming around he's not scared yeah exactly yeah. i yeah i oh man the whole thing it it really was it was as if they 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 you know they knew it was going on and i was trying to think one of the uh writers i don't remember which one um was on this podcast i listened to called um uh, the direct-to-video con. Oh, no, that's I'm the direct-to-video con. So it's uh, the podcast is uh, the the Sklar Brothers, the Sklar Brothers, uh, Sklarbro Country. Um, he was on there um, talking about this film, saying, you know, I'm, I'm making this movie. I'm, I'm writing this movie. Um, I, I can't remember. There's three writers listed. There's uh, uh, Al and I believe uh, John Kaplan, and then the uh, the director um, Jordan. Um, uh, what was his name? Jordan um, Jordan Rubin. Uh, also. Uh, was one of the writers. So one of those three was on the Sklar Brothers podcast talking about this movie. Um, they were talking about other things. They were talking, you know, it was kind of like a, um, just a, a general, like, oh, we're up to this, we're doing this or that. But, um, you know, it was like, well, what else have you got going on? And one was like, well, I'm doing a movie called Zombievers, and it just sounded hilarious. Um, so that was when I first heard about the film. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I just, okay, you know, there it is in my brain. That's it. Um, and and then um, I kind of didn't think about it until you brought it up last week. You're like, "Hey, Zombievers is on Netflix." They said, and you're like, "It's it's it's good. It's gonna work." And so I kind of had both ideas in my head. I had you know hearing this guy on the Scar Brothers uh, podcast where he was funny. Um, you know, on, on that one, I believe it was the County podcast. They have County and Country uh, that they do, and uh, County is where they just pick out stories that are uh you know in the news that are hilarious that you know silly things happening and and they just discuss them it's almost like a you know mst3k style commentary on the you know um uh what happened or they try to piece things together uh one one great one that they had uh, about a year ago was a uh, a woman stabbed her roommate because he wouldn't stop playing the eagles uh, and so that was their that was their story that they were discussing about so um but yeah, so I, you know, I, 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 I kind of came into it with that mindset, and so when I saw the two of them bantering at the beginning, I thought, well, okay, that's, you know, that's what I'm expecting, comedians doing their thing. Um, but when I actually got the movie itself, I, I was a little bit surprised, but pleasantly surprised that it worked as well as it did. All right, I don't know. I may have lost Jamie here. I may have uh, my my soliloquy may have gone too far. My my conversation may have gone too heavy. Uh, let's see. No, that was oh. baby cat. She muted. Oh, baby cat muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably have experienced that. I mean, everyone I know who's seen it liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised, assuming they give it a chance, mm-hmm. which, you know, I hope that they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this film, because of its title, definitely has a market. There are going to be people who, who are going to watch it because of that. Right. But, you know, like I said in the beginning, there are going to be people who there are going to be people who don't watch it because of that. And I right. really hope more of those people will give it a shot because I think that they will be pleasantly surprised at some of the smart turns that the that the script makes. I think it's really well written. I think the effects are great. Um, you know, it's just plus, you know, they do. I won't spoil anything, but there is a twist with some characters, you know, some you really it's difficult to predict who's going to make it as yes. as, as long as they do. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, I think it was a really smart way to go. I mean a lot of times and then we've talked about this before. A lot of times people or movies will have a basic premise 
and they'll take it and run with it. They won't really try to do anything smart with it because they figure they don't need to or maybe they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with something called Zombievers, you didn't, I guess, you didn't have to put as much care and thought into it if you just wanted the money from those people who would see it because it's called Zombievers. You know, mm-hmm. I think a good example of that happening is the Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies right. movie. Right. They didn't really do a whole lot with that movie or try to do a whole lot with it because they were just writing on the title. Yes. But this film had this great title and had this great premise and then decided to still try and make a good movie. Mm-hmm. And like we said before we even got on air tonight, you know, trying <laughs> does yes. make a difference. I mean, surprisingly, it helps. You yes. Know? <laughs> and we can tell. You can always tell when someone really tries and really cares about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an example of that. I even like the scene where uh, later in the film we see a zombiever and a human-turned-zombiever you know, conspiring <laughs> yeah. as they're both chopping down a tree to in order to block the road from the the humans that have survived so far, mm-hmm. and I think that's wonderful. I mean, like, so not only have they turned into zombievers, but they are, you know, they're now they're they're in cahoots mm-hmm. with the original zombievers, and it's just it's fantastic. Well, it, it is. It's that idea that you know that that um. You can't you can't win right because they just keep they they you can't kill the zombievers but now they're also for you know uh, adding to their their numbers they're they're creating more um you know and and, and it's funny I think the zombievers title even it's it's almost like a misnomer because you know we as we talked about they aren't traditional zombies um not just because they're beavers but also because they think they plot um they're they're much more sinister. Um, then you know, and, and and on some levels, you know, I think that's where um, Abe Lincoln versus the zombies though failed, um, because you know when we think of really good zombie movies, right? We think of this this unstoppable, unthinking horde that is just coming at you relentlessly, um, and and so this movie had the relentless part down. It just didn't have the it, it it decided to go away from the unthinking part. But I think as long as you have the relentless part down. You're okay, and with Abe Lincoln versus the zombies, they didn't have the relentless part. They were just unthinking, and you know Abe could just you know perfunctorily, I guess we want to say, um, you know, kill them uh, with a whole lot of CGI blood. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what's important is that um, that you ha- you have the scary element of it that you, you that it, we believe it. Um, whereas with Abe Lincoln versus zombies, we you know like you said they were trading on the name. Um, which is Asylum for you. You know, Asylum could never do Zombievers. I think, you know, I think maybe Sharknado might be the top of where, you know, or um, I, I think of the Bigfoot movie they did with um, with uh, uh, um, Barry Williams and uh, Danny Bonaducci that was really funny. Um, but, but you know, the Asylum could never pull off Zombievers. They could never, uh, because no. it takes too much time, too much effort, um, it, it takes too much work to do with Zombievers. And it's unfortunate because Zombievers should be the one that is your sci-fi movie of the week. This is the one that everybody should be tuning into sci-fi to watch. And at 77 minutes, it fits in perfectly. You'd think sci-fi would love this movie because they could just load up the commercials probably. Um, but, you know, this is the sci-fi movie of the week. This or Wolf Cop, something like that. It shouldn't be um, the Asylum flick that is either the, the, the mockbuster or the, you know, big animal versus big animal crap fest. Yeah, which by the way, there's the whale, whale wolf versus or sharktopus versus whale wolf mm-hmm. is coming. I know that sounds like I have a speech impediment, but <laughs> I'm not Cindy saying Brady. Terrible, but I'm saying yeah. whale, whale, whale wolf. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know why they even did that because it's hard to say. But um, yes, anyway, that's one that's coming, and. Uh, it's just another one of those big animal matchup, matchup. It's, it's like smash up animals. Yes. A matchup of smash ups is, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. So it's this smash up versus this smash up, and they're bizarre, and that's getting a little out of hand. I think. Um, I mean, it was humorous in the beginning, and then when you had you know Debbie Gibson and Tiffany rolling around in the mud. Mm-hmm. You know when those when they first started doing movies like that, and it was just a, an excuse to pull almost forgotten stars mm-hmm. back onto screen and watch them do silly things. But now it's just it's kind of silly. 
and yet they keep doing it. Uh, when, you know, something like this, which is completely fresh and new and original, that it doesn't get that treatment. Yes. And I think that that's sad because I think you're absolutely right. This does belong on being, um, th this belongs featured somewhere like sci-fi. I actually would have liked for this to get a theatrical release, but yes. it ain't happening. Um, <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I think it's good enough for that. I think it, it definitely deserves some attention mm -hmm. because yes it sounds silly but you can just look at how the look at the effort that went into creating the creatures alone yes. the reason that these people make movies with such crazy cgi creatures now is because it doesn't really take any effort nobody has to get off their ass to right. make those animals you just have to sit behind the computer and know what you're doing and yeah. if you know how to manipulate the program it's not even hard for you yes you know you're not even taxing your brain all that much you're just sitting on your ass making stuff yeah. well these these creatures required actual labor and mm -hmm. actual work and they made a bunch of them and that's time and energy and design and i mean there's a lot that went into these creatures and to have the end product that we got, which is a good one, you know, that says a lot. So yeah. then they also had to create the bear. And they had to, <laughs> I mean, they put a lot of effort into this. I think it should be applauded. And not only that, the script writer actually attempted to write a decent script. You know, I think, I mean, and the director attempted to direct a decent film. And I think <laughs> right. they were all very successful. Well, you know, this film actually really does, uh, it, 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 goes against one of my uh, my axioms or rules. I guess maybe you call it an axiom when it comes to films that uh, the more writers, the worse the film is usually. Um, because yeah. yeah, this film has three writers, um, which I guess uh, uh, Al and John Kaplan must be brothers, and then the, the director, uh, 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 Jordan um, Rubin, I think his name was, um, they, you know, they must have collaborated. It must have been a complete collaborative effort, and I think that's what you saw here. You know, often when it's more than one writer, it's not a collaborative effort. It's... Uh, you know, the, 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 what was the joke in Space Mutiny on MST3K? Uh, passed from screenwriter to screenwriter in a desperate attempt to save it. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and that's something that I definitely have seen um, in, you know, from, from a lot of these, um, is that, um, you know, it's it, really what it is, is that the, the, there's initial screenplay. Somebody likes the initial screenplay, and then they just give it to somebody else and try to chop it up and make it into something, you know, um, that fits whatever, and we get crap. Whereas when you get something that's well-written, um, it doesn't matter if it's three people. If they're working together to form some cohesive uh, uh, story and, and they have a, a similar vision. You know, all three of these guys were on the same page who were writing this because there was at no point was there any inconsistency to you – know, Well, that had to be awkward. Yes. They were all writing on the same page. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know. We see, like, three guys maybe, like, in a, a, all in one big sweater, right? And, yeah. and they've got, like, a selectric typewriter. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but your right hand is going faster than my left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 do think, I do think, um, it's, you know, for sure that, um, that, it, it, it all has to to work. Um, and, you know, if the writing, of course, was the big key because we got something that was consistent. There was no point where we saw something and said, wow, that didn't fit. Or, boy, I, that character wouldn't do that. Or, you know, and l like you said, we had organic uh, character development in a 77-minute called Zombie movie called Zombievers. We had organic character development, uh, which, you know, we don't require it. We don't need it. But, you know, when it happens, you've got, like you said, you've got to applaud it. Um, and then, like you said, these animatronic beavers, attention to detail. You know, um, I, I think the people who made the film wanted animatronic beavers because I think they they thought it was fun to, to do this. You know, they they thought if we're going to do a movie called Zombie Beavers, let's do it right. Let's do it the way we, we want to do it. And and it again, it's something that, you know, maybe this film I, I I it's not going to work on the level that we're talking about it working with computers, you know, if they had CGI. Um but, you know, maybe the writing props it up enough that we're, we're like, okay, you know, it's not bad. But, man, when, it, when it's animatronic beavers, it is. It is the ringer. It's the guy hitting the five home runs in the beer league. Uh, it's that kind of, of, of smash hit, or it's that kind of a, a sure thing. Um, and and I, I, I do think, I think you're right, you know, we need to, we need to applaud filmmakers who are doing this kind of thing more. Um, 
and and you know maybe this is a sign for me um, because when you showed me uh, when you talked about whale whale wolf versus uh, sharktopus, uh, I looked it up and saw Casper Van Dien in it. And I'm like, oh, Casper <laughs> Van Dien, he's great. You know, he follows me on Twitter and everything. You know, no no need to name drop, just mentioning it. But you know, um, but you know, when a celebrity follows you on Twitter, there's a sense like you want to kind of pay them back for that and watch their movies and review them. Um, and, and maybe that's a, a no. You know, maybe I need to stop looking for the siren song of the big name actor and the, the name, you know, and, and, and start digging in and finding more wolf cops and zombievers because this is where, you know, we, you know like you said, you know, we, we should be supporting these. We should be saying, hey, get out there and watch Zombiever and not saying, hey, don't get out there and watch Abe Lincoln versus the zombies. Yeah, well, preach it, brother. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, all of that, all yeah. what he said. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to tell you, the first time I watched this movie, we you know, of course, we start off with the two guys, the John Mayer and Bill mm-hmm. Burr in the truck, and then the uh, the toxic waste gets dumped off the yes. side or whatever and rolls down into the river, and mm-hmm. and then it lands on this, <laughs> it lands by this little beaver dam with these mm-hmm. two little beavers sitting on top, <laughs> and they're so cute. They're, they're the ones that I talked about reminding me of a ride at Disney or something. Yes. All right. Yeah. The moment, the very moment we saw them, I think my voice probably went up like six octaves because I was just like, oh, my God, look at the beavers. They're so cute. Yes. You know, and, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. and you can ask Brian. I'm sure he'll <laughs> – he's probably like, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with him. And I, as soon – like the moment that was hit the screen, I knew that – I was going to love this movie. Yeah. Because that's all it took. Yeah. That is really all it took to get me on board. Now, you have to keep me on board, yeah. which they did, so that wasn't an issue. But to get me on board, all I needed to see <laughs> yes. were those two little beavers. Yeah. And I was totally happy because I'm like, right now, I know for a fact that the people who made this movie gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you talked about the directing. You know, I mean, I, I, again, you know, I mean um, – you know, how many times do we watch movies, you know, either for, for, for this podcast or I know, you know, you've, you do plenty of podcasts where you talk about horror films where, you know, you watch a movie and, and the director is just trying to give you as much, uh, show you how much he watched Hitchcock films growing up and, and just trying to, you know, hit every kind of scene like that. And, and it gets to be tedious. You get to be like, OK, I've had enough. You know, this film was just it was just well shot. It was, you know, the, the scenes were put together well, but they were they were shot well and it wasn't over the top, but it did the trick, you know, when you, you talked about that scene where the girl is in the room with the dead woman and, you know, we you know, we see her come to life, the dead woman comes to life on the bed. It's mm-hmm. it's well it's competently done, it's well shot and, and, and that matters. It, it it helps to have somebody who's a director directing the film and doing it well, but not you know, not trying to give us you know, I mean what was the one we saw? Open windows, I think it was, that was just Oh Lord. You know, it was just crap from top to bottom it was you know either over the you know overly shot or it was you know again you know they they want to evoke Hitchcock they want to evoke the masters Dario Argento whoever it is and and this guy was not doing that you know Jordan Rubin he he wasn't doing any of that let me make sure I get his name right because I keep saying Jordan Rubin if it's not Jordan Rubin then I, I I'm sorry um what what name do we have here it was Jordan Rubin okay but you know yeah exactly but you know I I you know, it's good if, if 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 we're not noticing how bad it is, and then we're noticing here and there, like, hey, that was a good scene, or boy, that was that was nice. Um, I, I, it's important. It's important to have that in there, to you know, to have it, you know, just just be directed well. Um, and, and again, it was just it's it's just so nice to have something of this kind of quality out there. Yeah, and refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. Just when I get to a point where I think people don't give a damn anymore, then I'll have something <laughs> fun like this come out. You know, and there have been some really totally serious good movies this year. Um, the Babadook is one. It mm. Follows is one. Uh, you know, that I'm really happy with and really mm. proud of. And then to see that you can have fun and still make a decent movie, too. I mean... Really, what what I guess what I'm trying to say is with movies like this and with movies like Wolf Cop, it just shows we don't need any more Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Right. We don't. There is no place for them, mm-hmm. you know, because you can really try and make a good quality product off of a silly premise and still have a good time. Yes, you know, and 
there's really no excuse to not. Yeah. And and I would go so far as, you know, Brian just uh, followed that up with a no, dear God, for, for the Abe Lincoln. But I, I would follow it up, too, with, um, you know, we don't necessarily need a Sharknado anymore if this is what. I don't. Yeah. That much. I mean, if this is what we can do, you know, I mean, the first Sharknado was a fun time. It was goofy. But, you know, if this is what we can do, uh, if we could do it this way, if we could, as they say, have our cake and eat it, too. Um, you know, there's. This is what we should be shooting for. You know, um, I know the asylum. That's what they do. They just, you know, it's it's like the um, the little plastic toys that you get at the um, at the carnival, right? They just kick out as many of them as you can, and you know, ship them over here from China, and you 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 win the prize, and it falls apart when you get home, right? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, the asylum flick maybe has you got a, a good few minutes here or there which, which, that that works, and then the rest of it falls apart, and and you know, you tell your mom how oh, it broke, and your mom says. Uh, well, you got it for free, so what are you complaining about, you know? <laughs> you, you, you. Or, you know, what surprises me is <laughs> carnival, carnival prizes are surprisingly a large amount of drug paraphernalia. Yes. When I was, when I was a teen, I remember um, everyone had those, those roach clip feathers. Yes, you know, yes. And I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea what it was actually for. I was just like, oh, it's a feather, and you clip it anywhere you want. And, yes. you know, so I had one of those, and then later I found out it was actually a roach clip, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I had this little Spuds McKenzie mirror that I won at a carnival, <laughs> and then I find out that's a fucking Coke mirror, and I'm like, what is happening in carnivals? I mean, next, what do I have to play to win the hypodermic? I know. That's that's. that's <laughs> Yeah, I, you know it's a good had point. To do with no, I never considered that. You know, completely <laughs> off topic as well. I know in New Hampshire, um, I remember, um, I don't remember which fair it was, but it was one that I, I recognized. Um, a, a guy sued the carnival because he spent uh, his uh, entire savings of like twenty five hundred dollars uh, trying to win an Xbox. Um, he was just overly competitive. It was one of those like throw the baseball in the thing or, or knock over the I don't know one of those kind of games. And the, the grand prize was an Xbox, and he spent twenty five hundred dollars trying to win that Xbox and ended up suing them because of course uh, there was no way you were going to win the Xbox. It was a carnival. But that- at some point, don't you think like at the t- at the point when you when you reach the point of it costing more than you could actually right. buy one for. Don't you think the responsible thing to do would just be to, to stop yourself? How is that their fault? Yeah, he was. I guess he was saying he was hyper-competitive, but I, I well, agree. that's not their fault it's either. It's not their fault, no. I, I think, um, you know, w- once you get past that, uh, I, I think for me, um, the, the, the number uh, that I would spend to win the Xbox would be uh, zero, maybe, maybe a, a, a few dollars for one time through. Um, after the first time it doesn't work, I'd say that's that's it for me. I'm I'm mm-hmm. done. But yes, I remember that story, and um, yeah, I I just did he win? Oh no 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 he oh, okay no he right. I, it, it, you know I don't think he won the case. No, I think what he was trying to sue was that there was no way to win the Xbox, which is you know it's technically true. I don't know what the percentage is. Um, if you if you had a statistician do it, I think it would be something like uh, one or two percent. But you know, uh, maybe. Maybe this is what what he should have done was, uh, you know, settled for the Coke mirror, and you know, <laughs> spent some of that that twenty five hundred and eight ball. He still would have had money in the bank account and would have had a great weekend, you know. And he would have walked away a happy guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. so, and maybe not a great weekend, maybe just and a great. And then he set. would have had, then he would have had a you know Spuds McKenzie Coke mirror. A Coke too, exactly. On top of everything else. So. <laughs> exactly. So you know, I I think um. Well, I just dated myself with that Spuds McKenzie. Oh, it's great. There are people out there listening to this going, who in the hell is Spuds McKenzie? Yes. <laughs> Look it up, people. Look it yes. <laughs> But did you, did you ever do you ever have this happen? I guess it doesn't really happen anymore. I think we're we're probably at the point where it doesn't happen. But do you remember, like, long after Spuds McKenzie would be gone, that you'd go into a like a, maybe like a small town uh, convenience store or something like that, and you'd see, like, the faded – Spuds McKenzie oh, poster, yeah. yeah, like stuck on their 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 cooler or something like that. Yeah, and then sometimes if you look behind the counter, you'd see a hat or a t-shirt yes. or something. I was like, wow, <laughs> you guys need to get your. What we used to call that when I worked at the convenience store was um, shit nobody buys. Right. That's what we, <laughs> so we always say you need to get your shit nobody buys to guy in here to update your stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember we had a convenience store near us that um. 
up until I want to say like the late '90s, early 2000s, they had a, a Max Headroom Pepsi uh, <laughs> at you know that they had the in and out for the you know indoor you know saying uh, you know or push or pull. Uh, to tell That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it was it was like it had to have been like at least the late '90s, and then finally it was it was kind of peeling a little bit. Finally, they renovated the whole store, uh, did the whole thing over, so com- brought in a completely new door. Uh, but I, I remember always seeing that the Max Hedrum, you know, uh, choice of a new generation. I think, it, and then it had the polar push. I, I I shouldn't be buzz advertising Pepsi, but you know the I, the, the same idea. But um, yeah, I, I love that. I love going into you know it's almost like part of the charm of being in the small town, you know, seeing that oh, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so anybody out there, if you don't know what Spuds McKenzie is, you can either look it up online or try to find your local, uh, you know, drive about two hours away from your nearest city. Um, go to the first convenience store, and probably in the back you'll find a faded picture of Spuds McKenzie <laughs> stuck to the cooler or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, this film, I thought, also did a good job. Speaking of the small town as- aspect of it, I, I, w- one of my favorite scenes in this film comes at the beginning when we were talking about the, um, that girl that nobody, re- you know, that you said, you know, we didn't like her at first and then we grew to love her. Um, re- remember how she's kind of throwing shade to the neighbor? Uh, you know, the neighbor comes over and yes. he's got, and so the neighbor just gets her back by just saying like, oh yes, I know my, my daughter's a whore too. She sleeps, you know, and it just completely gives it right back to her, which was just so, you know, my daughter annoys the hell out of me too. She's a whore. She'll, so she sleeps with anybody. I, sometimes I don't even know what gender they are. And um, I mean, it just nailed that whole thing so perfectly. It was just such a great like middle finger back at her, you know? Yep. A very small town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very small townish. Yep. Yeah, but but it was it was small town, but it was a very main way to uh, 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 respond. Uh, that's a very major thing to do to like, uh, you know, com- you know, completely uh, get the girl back. You know, completely like put her in her place, but do it in a in a like a completely indirect way by ma- mm-hmm. you know talking yeah, about her totally own- non-combative. That yeah. way they can't you know mm-hmm. accuse you of. <laughs> Being bitchy. Yeah. What are you talking about? I wasn't bitchy. Yeah, I was. I was talking very about southern too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't talking about you, Shug. I was talking about my daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was. Ain't nobody said you was a whore. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was so. It was little things like that, little touches like that that um that really you know early on in a film. You know, I mean, this was again, it was a 77 minute film, so it wasn't like we were taking a lot of time to get into the action, but it did take some time before we actually had our first Zombiever. Um, it's yeah, so- and you know, I was okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. this is one of those films that I enjoyed the time that we spent up to that point, you know, mm-hmm. building our character development. And, and, you know, I think that they they paced it really well yeah. as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Never once was I bored with it going, all right, get on with the zombies already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, it all worked. And I actually, for me, I didn't even realize that because, um, you know, I, I think you, you'd mentioned, like, the zombies come in really quickly. And, um, I think the first one comes maybe like a half hour in or something like that, the first Zombiever. Um, but I didn't even really notice that it had been that long because, you know, our characters are interacting and, you know, they do a really good job with making these characters, um, you know, your, your classic, uh, uh, you know, teens being killed in a horror film, but also giving them subtle nuances here and there that, um, you know, that, that add something so that they're not just types. They're they're sort of a combination of the two. They're they're types, but they're also a little. Um, I don't want to say a little smarter because the characters themselves were not always a little smarter, but they were a little smarter in the way they were created. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're actually fleshed out too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and you know, and I thought like that. You know, the whole thing normally in a film like like this, the whole deal with the love triangle, or I guess it was a, was it even really like a love triangle? It was you know two two of the characters cheating. Um, um, with each other and and you know each each of them having their own uh significant other that they they upset in, in the process um that's the kind of thing that normally i'd be like hey get on with it let's just get to, I, I, I i don't want this crap i want zombievers yeah but exactly. you know it worked because it, it it really helped the film establish the fact that it was playing it straight which i thought was you know the whole thing just really top to bottom it's just you know i i, I don't this is it. This movie works. You you, you, you got to get out there, especially while it's on Netflix Instant, and it's only 77 minutes. You got to check this one out. I completely agree with that. I second that emotion. Yes. <laughs> and um, did you check out the coda at the end of the movie? I did. I did. That was good. Yeah. So interesting to see. Interesting to see if that's where we're going next here. If we're, if we're. I Well, I'll tell you what. I'm on board. Yeah. 
if we do get that, then I'm going to be right there and I'm going to be watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see any, any, anything that these guys want to do, um, whatever they got planned next, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm ready there. to check it out. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. They I will be fully supportive mm-hmm. of anything they want to do. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's that's we, we are giving now. Now, of course, Jamie, uh, before this episode would have told you right away, she was giving it, uh, you know, a definite watch but i am i am fully with her on this i say get on netflix instant and and, and watch this thing it, it's worth your time and worth it, the fact that it's on instant and it's so easy to get again um this is one of those ones that you 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 probably after you watch it um i know for me if i get a little money together it's definitely one that's worth buying too you really want to support something like this that's another thing too is yeah. that this is definitely the kind of movie that you want to throw money at mm-hmm. you want to to let them know yeah. that you appreciate what they've done, you know, so that hopefully they'll do it again, mm-hmm. you know, and then let the sellers know. Yes. And then if you go on Netflix, yeah, watch it and rate it and yes. let Netflix know that this is the kind of thing yeah. that, that deserves some good attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let them know, like, you know, and, and, and maybe this is this is my job now as the one who's, you know, as as a, a a reviewer or whatever, that I I need to start playing my part, and I need to stop listening to the siren song that tell. I mean, now now last week the siren song worked. You know, we watched the Prince, and it was a good film. Um, I, you know, I thought as good as the Prince was, this film is a whole different level. This is you know, um, the Prince worked. It was a, it was a good movie. It was it was a high quality. But this movie, Zombievers, I mean, this is up there. Um. You know, with, with some of the best that, that we've looked at so far, and um and, and like you said, it's really good to be able to get on there on Netflix and and I think you know up its profile on here and and I think for me, like I know for in my case, I need to probably cut it out with the whole you know wanting to watch these these monster films and these films that you know these asylum flicks or these films that have a few big names uh, attached to them and and I need to start digging around and finding more zombievers myself doing doing the good work as they say. <laughs> yes, you're only part of the problem. No, but but it is, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think we, like, you know, looking at Abe Lincoln versus Zombies, and I don't want to give that movie too much more run because uh, Zombievers is the one to watch, but um, I I, I think it, it, you know, we both had that in our queue. We, we, you know, we fell for the title. I think we both knew we were probably going to be getting what we got with that film. Um, yet it, it's hard to... I always hold out hope, though. Yeah, you never know. Right, you never know. You might get something a little better. Um, but I think it's the Zombievers and the uh, the Wolf Cops and, and those kind of things that, you know, the more that we can send the message to Netflix, to Hollywood, to all the distributors, the more we can tell them, hey, this is what we want. We want creative people that are that care about what they're doing and, and want to give us a good product. The more we can tell them that message, uh, the more they'll, they'll back pictures like this and we'll get more of them. Yeah, I mean, and I... In an ideal world, that's the way it works. Right. So, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't live in an ideal world. We, we we should probably play it on Paranormal Activity thirty three and a third <laughs> coming up. <out soon. laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, uh, we're, we're kind of in the wrapping up stages. That was quick. I I, I, I think we just started going on about Zombievers. Um, and we only had the short aside that I I, I have to admit I, I indulged a little too much by talking about the the guy trying to win the Xbox, but uh uh. As far as other things you're working, I know you mentioned um, you're going to look at. I think you're looking at Zombievers for another uh, podcast coming up. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be talking about that on the Devour the Podcast that we're recording, which is coming up, and Brian's going to be joining us as a guest on that episode. Nice. And we'll also be talking about the mockumentary, um, what we do in the shadows, which mm. is a really fun, clever movie. Um, it's uh, a sort of it's a New Zealand mockumentary about vampires uh, where they follow around these vampires who are housemates mm-hmm. um it's very funny very charming i um i like it a lot so we're going to be talking about that one as well and uh then um coming up on evil episodes we're going to or we have a an episode coming out where we talk about uh, i'm actually in the process of finishing up editing on that mm-hmm. now where we're talking about the TV movie from 1974 Killdozer. Oh, nice. Nice. Along with the next four episodes of Tales from the Dark Side and then our usual TV chat. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, we talk about the Clint Walker yes. killdozer with a young Robert Urich. Mm. And uh, I love those old TV movies. Mm-hmm. And this was that was a lot of fun. So we're doing that one. That should be coming out in the next couple days. Coming up in July, I'm really happy to announce that I will have a Liken It released. Nice. Um, and in honor of Independence Day, I'm going to be doing an American Werewolf in Paris and an American Werewolf in London. Mm. And so the episode's called American Werewolves European Vacation. Nice. So that will be coming out uh, this month. And also coming out in July, I'm very busy right now. In the past, this past like three days, mm-hmm. I have been super busy doing a lot of editing and producing and stuff. It's just been nuts. But there is a new show, a brand new show coming out that's all about – it's a literary show. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's being brought to you by Dark Regions Press. So that one's going to be coming out. And Brian and I are doing that show. And the – first episode we're doing an interview or actually the every episode of that show we'll be doing an interview with an author mm-hmm. and then I will be doing a reading oh and so I'm really excited to announce the that that show is going to be coming out so keep your ears out and of course I will give more details about that as soon as uh, when it is available so um hopefully next week or so I'll be able to to talk more about that but there's a lot going on right now I'm yeah. really really busy in the podcast world and enjoying it so well, that's excellent. Now, unfortunately, in my case, I am really busy, but not in the, in the blogging or podcast world, unfortunately, uh, which, again, is, you know, letting you know that, uh, yes, I, I still have not updated the blog uh, in a while. Um, and, and I really need to. I think films like these, Zombievers, Wolf Cop, they really need uh, blog posts, uh, so, you know, to go with the, the, the podcast we're doing. But um, I, I'm hoping, I keep saying this, that, you know, soon I'm going to get get after. But uh, w- when was my last blog post? Was it February, I think? Did you make it that far? I, I thought I made it to February. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know if you made it through January. <laughs> I know, it was, that was a great New Year's resolution. I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to quit smoking, and I just immediately went out and bought a carton within the first <laughs> I, I went I went a month and a half, and then I was like, nope, the hell with it. I'm... I, I need I need a carton of Marlboro Reds right now. Give you know Camel Unfiltered. I'm going to work, and that was that was that was how, how good that that one worked. Yes, I, I didn't even get to the patch. It it didn't work out. So hopefully I, I keep saying hopefully soon, but um you know we'll, we'll try to get after it some. I also haven't been on Tumblr at all. So uh, the Tumblr page has not been updated in a long time. So so really this is it. This seems to be it. Um. This and the um, the the KNS fanfic um, seem to be the only things that are going on, and of course the KNS fanfic really doesn't exist. I know um, that's the joke. So so it's uh, I really don't have anything other than the podcast working. But I'm hoping with work and, and other things um, that things will start to even out soon here, and and we could get some more blog posts up because I, I do enjoy writing for the blog. Um, it, it's you know it's it's the thing that started all of this back in you know. Uh, eight years ago now, I guess, at this point. So, it, you know, it, it was happening for a while. Um, I don't even know if it's good to say eight years if you go this, you know, with all these hiatuses, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I hope to get back at it. But, you know, again, as always, um, check out the Facebook page. Check out the, the, the Twitter. Um, the, the Facebook page is probably the one that's um, I, 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 I'm updating the most. And um, I'm trying to get after getting on there and getting support uh, for our podcasts on Facebook so that people know when they're in the archives but um one way you can always sort of save yourself is uh if you want to either uh subscribe on itunes or if you don't use uh, itunes or a service like that you can always um go to the uh the main blog page even if i haven't posted a new review yet um i try to get our podcasts up within 24 hours um and so uh, tonight shouldn't be a problem because we're we're, we're right inside a good time period If if they go long i have to edit them um and so that that always takes a little extra time but um, tonight we're, we're in good shape. So I should have, you know, I, I try to get these up as soon as I can. But, yeah, so if you're listening to this, if you're someone who's like, man, I didn't, you know, next week from now if I don't get the Facebook post up and you're you're seeing this next week and you're like, man, you know, you did this a week ago. Why couldn't you tell me? Um, that, 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 that's one way you could try to, you know, get after the, the, the earlier ones. But um, I'm going to try to be better about those things. And I know I say that every week. And I just, uh, I, I, I. Next week comes around and it's you know we're getting ready to do the podcast that I haven't posted on Facebook about the previous podcast. So, <laughs> but um, but you know, I, a movie like this, you know, we we've had some good ones recently, and so I I think it's been good that we've had these really uh, great films. I think we've had what have we had two in a row? 
good ones? Yeah. Yeah, so not a bad string we've had here. So Yeah, that, well, you know what is sad that two in a row is a good record for us. That's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, pretty pathetic. And we 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 had to throw a ringer in there to make sure we had two in a row. Right. We, right. Yes. <laughs> So, so let's hope, let's hope we can keep the trade rolling here. Uh, I'm going to do my best to stay out of the asylum, but um, I know at this point, you know, if you're listening, you know, you really can't take my word on anything because I said I was going to try to get the blog updated. Haven't done that yet. I said I was going to be on Facebook more and getting things done. Haven't done that yet either. So, um, you know, next week you're probably going to see Sharknado 3 and, and you know, another side be like, Matt, you told us. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to stay out of the asylum for all. That's the one thing that I'm going to keep to out of all of these is I'm going to try to avoid the asylum for the next few, right, you know. If you don't, I will be in an asylum. Right. That's, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Perfect. Well, again, everybody, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. We're going to shoot for three in a row. If we have to use another ringer, um, we're going to pull in Eric Burns from off the streets, and he's going to hit five home runs in our beer league if we have to. <laughs> but whatever it takes, we're going to make this happen for next week. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 